On this week's episode of The Rise Podcast, I am so tickled to introduce you to my friend, Sharice Jones. Sharice is the founder and CEO of Sassy Jones Boutique, which is an online accessories company that I noticed for the first time on Instagram. I just kept seeing this woman like killing it in branding, killing it in serving her community, and I had to meet her, become friends, and now bring her here to this podcast to share her wisdom with all of you. I know that you guys are going to dig her as much as I do, so listen in to today's episode. I'm Rachel Hollis, and I've built a multi-million dollar media company with a high school diploma and the free information I found on the internet. In the 15 years that I've been building and scaling my company, I have become deeply passionate about helping other entrepreneurs to do the same. So each week, I'll be sharing tangible and tactical advice and inspiring interviews with the same intention. These are the tools to change your life and your business. This is The Rise Podcast. Girl, I am so stinking excited for the Rise audience to get to meet you because I feel so grateful to have got to meet you. So if anyone has not yet heard of you, will you tell us who you are and what you do? I absolutely will. I am Sharice Jones. And as I like to say, I am just a girl who decided to go for it. So yes. I am I am the mother of uh, twin boys. They are now three. I, I'm a wife of eight years, and I'm also a full-time entrepreneur. So I own a brand, a really cool brand called Sassy Jones Boutique, and we are an award-winning accessory brand, and we do really cool things like live stream to our customers. But I think that the thing that makes us different is our story and also uh, how we got to where we are and how we nurture our customers. I don't know that anyone else does it quite like we do. So I'm super excited to share. Yeah. So I think I, I still to this day do not know how I found you. I think <laughs> I must have followed someone who like was wearing your jewelry or something yeah. that I clicked in and was like, I love this woman. And I love like you really, truly, I'm not just saying this. I think I said it to you when we talked on the phone. You really understand a lifestyle brand mm -hmm. on social mm -hmm. in a way that so few entrepreneurs do. Mm -hmm. So the first thing that I would say to listeners, if you really want to understand how Sharice gets that you don't sell a product, you sell the lifestyle that the product fits inside of. Absolutely. You really nail that. So first I would say everybody needs to go follow her on Instagram right now. Uh, but the second thing I would say is like, tell us about the evolution. Cause you started, you had a corporate job. Is that right? Girl? Yes. A good corporate job. Like I did not hate it. I did not hate my job. I had, I found out that I was an entrepreneur by continually being fired. Like, I'm, Rachel, I'm talking good jobs, like good yeah. jobs, right? And so the first job that I was fired from, I was appalled because I was in the middle of building a home and the home was solely in my name. Everything was riding on me. Great income. We were getting married, cash paid wedding. The wedding ended up in like Essence Magazine. It was just like great with this job, right? And so I got pulled in the room and they were like, I don't like the way that you did X, Y, and Z. We're going to let you go. And I remember begging for mercy. Like I was sitting at the table with my manager and I begged him Ugh. to let me keep my job. Like I, I could not go home and let my family down. Like, hey, 
we're not going to move into this house. Like, I know it's built, you know, but (laughs) we're not going to move into this house. So crazy, crazy occurrences. We moved into the house by a total miracle, like two months later. And then I got another job. But when I was like commuting at this next job, I had to commute for like an hour and a half, right? And so on the radio, I heard this commercial that you could come and set up your booth at this expo, right? And I'm like, okay, I built a really small website, but I ain't, I'm not making any money here. Like I can't leave my corporate job off of making $25 a day. And you were, you were doing accessories then? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I, I built the website, but it, it didn't have any traction. And I was like really encouraged to give up. I decided to pivot. Right. So I heard the commercial, I called and I'm like, well, how much is it to vend at this trade show? They were like $800. I'm like, $800. <laughs> First of all, okay. I don't know where I'm gonna get this money from. Second of all, I don't know if I'm going to make my money back, right? Yeah. So it's just, it's super gambly when you're trying to represent yourself in this brand new way. And it's like, who am I to step out and and do this thing? And, And the thing about the trade show was, it was my first one. I was super scared because there were other larger names, like well known, reputable jewelry brands there. And I'm like, who am I to step out and and do this thing, right? Like, girl, who do you think you are? And then the other part of that was I had actually faced a lot of internal doubt from, you know, family. And so I had something to prove. I wanted to prove them wrong. Mm -hmm. So I actually did the show and I had two takeaways from the show. The first one is that my interaction with the customer, although I made good money, I was like, I can leave my job off of this if I just keep doing this. So that was the first takeaway. But the second takeaway outside of the money is the interaction that I had with the customer. So I heard things at that show like, girl, I don't think I'm this too pretty to wear a necklace this sparkly that close to my face, or I don't have the confidence to pull this off. And so we all gathered around these women and just gave them praises and just like, girl, you got it. You could do it. And just saw her sit up a little bit differently. We handed her the mirror and I became addicted to the light. There was just a a succinct light at the way that she looked at herself. And it's something as simple as accessories. Something as simple as accessories. So I'm pretty sure that we changed her day. And you never know what that moment of interaction and confidence did for her life, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In, a very, in a very small way. And so yeah. we, um, I was like, okay, oh my gosh. I think that this is not only my calling, but also my ministry, right? You know what it feels like when you have just found your happy place. Like when you found your calling, it's just time to double down. Yeah. So I'm like, well, girl, I think I can leave my job. Like, <laughs> let me just figure this thing out. So I did something really stupid. I uh, I planned this exit strategy that involved doing multiple trade shows around the country because this is this is the only way I knew how to leave my job. And so. I did maybe Orlando, Georgia, and New York in a 30-day period, and I did that for an entire year. I planned these things out. I booked myself up, right? And I'm like, this is how I'm going to sustain myself in entrepreneurship. But a problem happened. I got pregnant. Yes. With twins. Yes. And I'm like, girl, you cannot leave your job now. 
It is not smart. You need your predictable check. You need your predictable health insurance. And what are people really going to say now? Right? Yeah. And so about three months into my pregnancy, after uh, sort of like a, a little mini tragedy happened, one morning I woke up and I thought I had a miscarriage. Mm. And I was at the hospital and that is where they actually told me, here I am expecting great news of loss. And they gave me great news of abundance. And so they're telling me, girl, you have twins. And I'm like, well, sh- Yeah. <laughs> I have these dreams. You don't understand. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I can definitely do it with one kid, but two, no, not at the same time. But then after that happened, it actually pushed me harder. I used it for motivation because I wanted my children to experience a different life. I wanted them to experience freedom. I wanted them to be born into entrepreneurship. And so I decided to move forward with that tour. But the only problem was I did not factor in what it is to be a new mother of twins and travel around the country in your minivan (laughs) with sometimes the kids came, sometimes they did not. On the weekends, trying to sell your jewelry, it was the craziest load of crap ever. (laughs) I'm serious. And and I never recommend, like that year, let alone the sleepless nights and teething and and all of that. And when you get one baby down, the other one just starts crying and you got to start that cycle all over. So coupled with that and trying to make it an entrepreneurship. And so I did these shows. I would stay home during the week. I would like leave on a Thursday, drive to Miami, come back on a Monday. And I did that multiple times during the month. At the end of that year, Rachel, I was mentally spent, yeah, physically spent, financially spent, because although I made money, I was hella unprofitable. And I was faced with, girl, this predictable check though, like this in real Like who wants to be out here hustling? I could just leave my problems at work. I could come home and be an entire present mother and wife. Why am I doing this to myself? So I decided to, to do something different. I still believed in myself and I'm like, If you go back to work, you know you're going to be unfulfilled. You know that the rebel still lives inside of you. And you made yourself this promise that you wanted your children to have a a, a free life, you know, a different kind of life. So I decided to give it one more go. This was my last shot in my business before I was going to go back to my corporate gig. I decided to do more research into online marketing, paid and targeted ads and specifically live streaming. And what I knew that was really important for Sassy Jones is that we have a good thing going on. People just need to know about it and more people need to know who they're doing business with. So I created this really cool thing called the Sparkle Party, right? And so it was my way of bridging the fear of shopping online because a lot of the times we've all been there. You'll get it in the mail. (laughs) Are you super excited? You open the box and you're like, somebody lied. I want all my money back. Right. Like what if you could talk to the owner? What if you could ask questions before you made a purchasing decision? So I did it on a small scale. I remember my first live stream, I had two boxes of Pampers. I set my cell phone on it. I got in front of it, put some lashes and lipstick on, and I had some shelves behind me. No fancy ring light. I had a floodlight that I bought from Lowe's on sale. (laughs) Yes. The kind that goes outside on the back deck. 
you know, <laughs> like a floodlight, legit, that was my light. And I decided to just use what I had and put the excuses away. Yes. Well, I did that. In my, my first live stream, I had 12 people and I made $600. And I was no. like, no, yes. I That's was, so good. Right? But I'm like, look at the viewers in the conversion. Right. I'm like, if I could turn 12 people into six hundred dollars, amen. You know, yes. maybe I just need to scale this very thing. And so I continued to do it for a year. And I did not, it was so consistent and the, the crowd continued to grow. And I decided to leave from Periscope because we were starting to do paid advertising on Facebook. And it was just smarter to move the show to Facebook, right? And so where I'm already nurturing these people. So and today, um, we've been doing the Sparkle Party for two plus years. We've had celebrities on um, and it's just been a really cool experience, but it's what makes us different Mm -hmm. because the customer is tied to who they are purchasing with rather than what they are purchasing. Yeah. We talked about this uh, when we first met, this idea that you sort of started out doing one kind of marketing. And when you really understood that you were the brand, that was when everything shifted. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. And I have to, I have to tell you, I faced a lot of doubt with that because in the beginning I was just doing what everyone else was doing. I mean, I didn't know how to run a freaking business. I'm like, okay, all these other boutiques are sending their stuff to bloggers. They are sending their stuff to these like celebrities and these makeup girls. And they're like trying to get on. Right. And I'm like, okay, this is cool, but I'm not getting anywhere. I'm not gaining any traction. And so this is the importance of having positive people who speak life into you surround you. I have a business bestie and she said, you know what? You're pretty dope. You need to be the face of your movie. <laughs> and I'm like, girl, what? No. What do you mean? She was like, Sharice, you need to step from behind the brand and you need to get in front of it and you need to let these women know, like, and trust you. So I went in front of, of the camera. We started to shoot. And that's when things changed. That's when people started to gravitate toward the brand. They started to shop more because they became in love with who they're doing business with. And I think that all the time, uh, you know, obviously I follow you on Instagram and I am not just blowing smoke right now because I'm talking to you on the show. I really do. I love I love your style and I love the intentionality behind it because it's not the same thing every day. Like I think that people tend to have a personal style. You kind of see that show up over and over again. But I always feel like whenever one of your pictures comes through my feed, I'm like, I got to up my game. I got, I got to put on some lipstick. I show up for my life. I I really do. It inspires me so much. Um, So I'm, that was really how I first, like I saw the brand and I thought it was beautiful, but it was this relationship I felt like I had with you that even if we didn't know each other yet, you were just kind of nudging me to <laughs> to live a more beautiful life. I really do think that that is like this unique thing that you have. Um, I'm so curious though, how, like say someone's listening to this and they're like, yeah. awesome. I want to, I want to start a business. I want to do, how in the world did you know even where to start? Because I think like me, you're pretty self-taught mm-hmm. and I am obsessed with the idea that anyone can figure out anything. Everything yeah. you want to do exists on the internet for free. Totally. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about that journey? Like how did you learn, like where did you even know how to get jewelry and yeah. how did you know, like give us some of that? Yeah. So I knew first off that I 
still wanted to work my corporate job and have this website on the side. I was not fully invested. Okay. So I was like, I'm going to do, it's just going to be a side gig, honey. I'm not going to do anything major, just a side gig. And with that, I decided to do research. I got on Etsy and I found a bundle package where this woman would create a logo. She would create your business cards and she would also create a website. I believe it was $595. So I took my bonus from my corporate job and I invested in that particular product with her. Um, After that, I decided to learn more about analytics, right? And so I got on Google. I use coaches. I read a lot of books. And it's, it is it is really trial and error, honestly, too, you know, because you can read the books, you can get on Google, you can do all the research, you can talk to the people, but a lot of it, you just have to go through it, figure it out, brush yourself off and get back up. And I'm going to tell you, a lot of the people that I utilize um, as designers, I met them through Alibaba, right? And so you just get on and you just start talking to people. And then you know what I do? When I meet a person on Alibaba and we have a great conversation, I ask if they know people. Do you have a friend? Does your brother make handbags? Yeah, my brother makes handbags. Okay, let me talk to your brother. And then so now we get deeper and deeper into these relationships that, you know, I'm helping their family. We had this really cool um, collection called Tribal Infinity, and it's where we sourced pieces from South Africa. And I remember having, um, we've since stopped the collection, but I remember having the relationship with the woman. And she said, Sharice, you have no idea how much you have changed my family's life. It's because of you that now my part-timers are full-timers and just really small things like getting a DHL account, you know? And so in, in doing business with designers and things, they get to come up with you. And so you don't always have to try to social climb or reach. Just start with where you are and with who you know. How do you know what's going to work? Is it like you follow your gut? You're just like, I love this necklace. And so she's going to love this necklace. Like, how do you figure that out? So I follow, I'm subscribed to WWD, Women's Wear yeah. Daily, vehemently. And so I read that that email every single morning in my inbox. And then two, outside of following that, I'm really big on being my own trendsetter. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I really get excitement from trying something like we have these glasses that don't have frames in them and they are uh, wrapped with African print fabric. And so I, we just made it a thing. We just completely made it a thing. So it's not that I'm following any one thing. It's just that I'm trying things. We put it out there in a beautiful way, you know, with great imagery and great photography and be- great videography. And people are just attracted to you being uniquely you right? Yeah. Because you get dressed based on how you feel. Totally. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> well, I, and and something that I think can't, this cannot be overstated is that you are like, you do, I don't know if it, how many times a month you do it, but you have set photo shoots. Like it's just, we're not even going to play <laughs> new stuff is coming. Like you do that. How often? Once a week or every other week? Oh my what is gosh, it? Rachel. Um, now at this point, once a week and yeah. Because here is the quantity. You have to. You have to. (laughs) We have to keep cranking content. And in anything that you do, you've got to remain consistent. And now I think I've spoiled our our followers and, you know, our friends and our sassy girls because we've tried to put other people in front of the camera. 
and uh-huh. guess what? It don't convert anymore. <laughs> yep. Like, totally. What? I want to take a break. <laughs> well, all, all my friends who are um, thought leaders or um, influencers are always shocked when I give them that advice. Like my schedule is insane right now, but up until recently, uh, we did photo shoots at least twice a month to, to have content <laughs> to put on the blog, to have stuff to go on. And they're like, is it that there's almost this attitude of like, you're vapid or you're um, obsessed with yourself or you just want, it's like, no, dude, if you want to do lifestyle marketing, you have to have new content on the regular. So can you talk about how you Mm -hmm. figured that out and then how you knew who to work with to develop that content? So what every brand needs to know is that you have to have a community and a community is how you know whether you have impact or not. Because for us, it's not just as easy as selling jewelry, pushing dollars, none of that. We legit desire to inspire and to make a difference in the lives of these women, right? So I decided to create something called the Sassy Jones Secret Society, right? But I wanted it to be different. It's not just a regular group that you can come into just from doing business with us. You had to earn to be there. So we have a rewards program. And, you know, once you get in, we do all sorts of crazy stuff. But this is how I knew what to focus on with the lifestyle. So all these women, they come in, they post their pictures. They're like trying to one up each other. You know, I got the best this. I got the best that. And it's just hilarious. But in there is where we talk about, you know, I am a mother. I am a nurse and I still wear my studs to work because I have to wear a uniform every day, but I still want to feel beautiful. Or I am a stay-at-home mom and I don't have to go out of the house or get dressed every day, but sometimes I want a beautiful piece or a cute headband to pop on, you know, just to feel great while I'm, you know, picking up the kids or whatever. And so me really doing immense research on those women. And I'm obsessed with my customers. Like I will scroll through their Facebook feeds. I will find out like what it is that they do for a living because I want to know more about them. I want to know so much about them. And the more I know about my customers and what they do for a living, I mean, then I know how to speak to them. You know, I know what pieces to offer. I know that we can't do big, chunky necklaces because, you know, or overpowering things because maybe that's not going to work. Or maybe this season we need to do lighter things because it's vacay and no one wants to wear heavy stuff in the summer, Mm -hmm. you know? Absolutely. So you just got to roll with the punches and really hone in and pay attention to what your customer wants. Uh, I know earlier in my career um, when I needed photos, I would trade with people. So I didn't have the budget to hire a photographer. So I would say like, I was a wedding planner at the time. So I'd say, well, I will design like a beautiful tablescape and you can take pictures of it. Now you've got pictures for your portfolio. I've got pictures for mine and we could. So I collaborated with people in a way that it didn't cost me money. Is that something that you've done? I actually did. When I first got started, um, I found actually she was a blogger and she took pictures and I'm like, well, I'll trade you jewelry. You know, I'll trade you some jewelry if you come and take these pictures. And then, and then too, you can take a few, a few pictures in the jewelry, you know, while you're doing your blogging. And it just started like, you know, you scratch my bag, I'll scratch yours. And so your biggest platform is, is still Facebook or it's Instagram as well? Yeah, it's actually Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. It's Facebook. And so we desire to grow our Instagram, you know, but our sweet spot is Facebook and that's where Sparkle Party lives. So I think that's why. Yeah. But I also, you gotta, you just, 
put turn on your phone, put on the Instagram while you're doing it on Facebook, and then you're getting a two for one like on the live stream for us. You gotta you gotta do them both at once, I think, and YouTube if you can, like all the things. Because I feel like I'm doing it. Yes, because I just feel like it's about playing smarter, not harder. You know, like how do we take this content that we already have and then redistribute it or just make it easier for you to do what you're doing? Right. You also have this incredible team behind you, which I think is so rad. We talked about this and I went and I ordered my jewelry and then I got, I got my handwritten note from one of your girls saying how much she hopes, like talk about that being part of the brand and how important that is to what you've created. Well, I, I didn't always have a team. Like for a good while, it was just me. And I decided to go out on a whim. Like I, I was making money, but I wasn't really making enough to be able to infor- afford an employee. And I remember some, when I finally hired her, I bit the bullet. And I remember some payday Fridays, I would hope that she left and forgot that it was payday Friday. <laughs> oh, we've all been there, dude. We have all been there. <laughs> Like, please just walk away, you know, but she's like, Sharice, it's payday. I'm like, crap, let me see how much money I made today. You know, so we built the team up. But what is important to me about the team is that they buy into the vision and that, you know, any decision that we make, I still consult them. And it, they are a team that I make decisions with, not necessarily a team that I make decisions for. Mm. And so knowing that they have influence in the brand and they're just not coming and being told what to do every day, they're really invested in Sassy Jones and they want Sassy Jones to win and go far as much as I do. And when you have happy employees, oh my gosh, it makes all the difference in the world to your customer experience, you know, and how your customer ultimately feels when they walk away from your brand. Absolutely. But having like doing the shipping yourself and having that handled, like knowing that there's a person on the other side of it, like you're not using a third party vendor. It actually is coming from your warehouse and they're your girls. Um, How much was that? How much did that play into what it was that you wanted to build? Well, we wanted to be a really personable brand. We wanted to make you feel soft and fuzzy, but for a while, And even still today, the demand is just crazy. And so I'm like, we, I remember back last year, we were so behind on orders, Rachel. We were like a month behind. We're getting all sorts of crazy emails. And that makes me cringe because I want all the customers to be happy. And at that moment, I'm like, well, we need to outsource. All of my smart friends have outsourced. All of their operations have gone to this warehouse and it seems really attractive because they can ship their orders the same day, but it's taking my girls a month to get these orders out. And so we went into talks with the warehouse and we're about to sign the contract. That meant two things. That meant that I would no longer be able to employ women, um, which is something that I take pride in. And so I would have to fire them, but also they were not willing to write the handwritten notes. Mm-hmm. The the third party logistics company couldn't yeah, couldn't accommodate that. Company, they were just like, we that's just not something that we're going to do. It just takes entirely too much time. And I'm like, okay, I've gotten this far with you. You know, this is what we do, and it's a non negotiable. And they came back to the table and didn't agree, and so I couldn't agree. So. We still write our handwritten notes and actually it's our love language. It is. It really is. It makes it so special. I also feel like um, just the, you know, the email confirmation that you get and everything feels thoughtful. 
Like yeah. there isn't anything. I, I think that sometimes we struggle with that a bit. Like things are moving so fast yeah. that it doesn't have the personality that I want it to have. Like it'll be like your order's on the way, like yay. <laughs> but yours is like, hey girl, here are four things you need to know about your order. Like it's going to be wrapped to heaven and back. Scissors are your friend. Like it's just so – it does really feel like your friend is talking to you about what's on the way, mm-hmm. um, which I just – I think so many – operators like miss that piece. They miss that it should feel friendly and special and unique to the experience that you have with the customer. How did you know to do that? I I like being felt like I'm warm and fuzzy when I do business with someone. I am the customer who's a letter writer. Like if mm-hmm. I don't have a great experience. Because yes. <laughs> I want, you know, but I'm also the customer who will go and give the best review ever if I had an outstanding experience. And so I put myself in the customer's shoes a lot. And so I knew that if I'm going to do this accessory brand, like there's nothing special about having an accessory brand. What's going to make you different, little girl? You know, what's going to make you different? So I know that women love packaging. So we ship it in a pink and gold glittery box. And, you know, women love bright colors and bright things and things that make them feel undeniably beautiful and confident. And so when we are speaking to our customers, even in our product descriptions, we're using girlfriend, we're using, you know, words where you can see yourself wearing the jewelry, right? Mm -hmm. So we're talking like on date night, these earrings will sparkle gorgeously under restaurant lighting. And all of a sudden you have put yourself with your booting at the seat of the table. <laughs> where those studs are, right? Because you can see it. You know? Yes, yes. The picture, right? And so I just, how I did it is just thinking about how I want to feel if I did business with a great brand and I had to put those things in place. So they were really important to me. How much of the marketing that you do is about educating the customer on how to use the product? Almost all of it. Yeah. I See, we're the same. And I think that a lot of people listening, that might be like a, a light bulb moment for them to understand is – for instance, the the jewelry that Sharice has is it's unique, it's beautiful, it's colorful. It's not something that you see everywhere else. So it's eye-catching, but that also means that probably women see it and maybe they feel a little intimidated. Oh, yeah. So if you see her feed, if you look at her, any of the stuff that y'all are creating, she's showing you 10 different ways to wear that necklace this season. And with the stuff that we do, it's like – this is a journal and people are like, well, I don't know how to use a journal. I don't know what it's for. So we're constantly, our marketing is not just pretty pictures. It's showing you how this is going to work in your life. So will you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. I actually think it's way more important to teach rather than sell. Don't you? Yeah, absolutely. Because then they're coming to you as a guide. Like even if maybe they're not going to buy something today, but they're like, oh, Sharice is the one that will show me how to do this. And that means that when you are ready to buy, she's the first person that you think of. Yes. You're top of mind because I've set myself up in your life as an expert, right? And then not only that, I'm continually showing up I am I am predictably showing up on on a regular basis where you know you can come and talk to me and have your questions answered. So I think that like even 5 years from now if someone bought a pair of earrings, it's super important for me to teach you how to style it and how it will look with a button-up denim shirt or a sweater or a cute floral sundress rather than just the sale itself. 
Because when you know how to use the product, what's going to happen? You're then going to turn into a raving fan. And you're going to tell your girlfriends, oh, no, girl, I can wear these with this, this, and this. And let me you know. And then so you have evangelists. Yes. Yeah, totally. And they're preaching, they're preaching to everyone else about whatever it is that you taught them. And women feel empowered with knowledge, right? So when you learn a new way to tie a silk scarf, girl, you feel like you can conquer the world. Because I feel like for a lot of us, like I wasn't, uh, I, had no style as a young girl in middle school or high school, no style, had to shop at the Goodwill, didn't know how to put anything together. And I always admired the girls who I felt like were stylish or pretty or got it. And it was so intimidating to me. And it really was empowering, exactly like you said, when I finally started figuring out. And and I want to make sure people understand who are listening, just in terms of personal style. I really have found my personal style I want to say like since I turned 30 because, uh, and I'm 36, like I really feel like a lot of my 20s were still me trying to kind of emulate other people and kind of feeling uncomfortable or maybe dressing in a way that I didn't like. I I dressed really conservative because that's what I thought. I was so afraid to sort of be funky and be myself. And once I turned 30, I really had this desperate need to just be me. And that looked like, and y'all are going to laugh maybe, um, but I would go on Pinterest and I would say like how to style white jeans in the summer, how to wear all black with a statement necklace. Like I, I really didn't know how to put things together. And I also didn't feel like I could just flip through a magazine and figure it out. So for me, I went like, I'm a research girl, like anything I want to know, I go look online. And that was how I got, like, I would see stuff, let's say on Pinterest and I'd go, Oh, well, I have a t-shirt that kind of looks like that. And I have skinny jeans and I have a pink necklace and I can put them together. I didn't know how to do it myself. So I looked to other people. I looked to those guides to give me the knowledge. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And sometimes it takes that because not everyone has a personal style or is confident enough, like they think they have it, but they don't want to like get embarrassed or walk in the house like that. And one thing that it just takes is at a certain point, you just can't give a F. Yes, (laughs) yes, yes. That's real. That is so real. You're like, this is what is happening right now. This is how I'm walking out. You're so right. Yeah, but I, you know what, for me and my style, And any of the girls that watch the Sparkle Party or anything like that, I always say to do it for you and not anyone else. You know, I dress up, I'll put lipstick on or lashes or whatever it is that I do. It has nothing to do with my husband. It has, even though I come downstairs and my boys are like, oh, mommy, pretty, you know, (laughs) it, it makes me feel great. Right. And I feel like I can conquer the day. And there's just something about looking great and feeling great and then going and doing great things. I agree. And I think honestly, uh, it is not like you, Sharice has her own style. I have my own style. It is not about looking like us. It's not about looking like other women. It's about what makes you feel confident and beautiful because really, if you, I, I know I get so much crap for saying this, but like when you look good, when you think that you look good, you feel good. You feel more confident. You feel more ready to take on your day. Like when I'm feeling tired and sluggish, if I will have multiple days in a row where I'm just like not even trying, I start to feel like I start to lose my energy even more. 
Mm-hmm. There's something about like forcing yourself to put on put on that jewelry, get your nails done, what or whatever it looks like to you. Maybe you're, you know, into wearing all black and a ball cap, but that makes you feel awesome. Mm-hmm. Just so long as you're reaching for the version of yourself, it I really do think it matters to your confidence, like how you're looking and some great hoop earrings or a really good statement necklace <laughs> could go a long way if that's your personal style. Yeah, I completely agree too. And you know what? It just tends to, because we always want to meet new people and, you know, we like doing new things, especially entrepreneurs. But when you're going to a networking event or or something like that, it's just a great style is really a way to say who you are without opening your mouth. You know, when you first walk in a room before you get to say how smart you are, how many degrees you have, how many languages you speak, what islands you've visited. Yes. You, you know, they're looking at how you've put yourself together. And so, you know, if we're going to live this life, if we're going to do what we're supposed to do, I, I think there's nothing wrong with being the absolute best version of yourself, both inside and out as possible. Right? Yeah. I love that. Sharice Jones, you are just awesome. I love you so much. I'm so glad that we get to be friends. And I'm so glad that the audience gets to hear all of this knowledge. Tell them where they can find you online. Because I know after listening to this, they want to go to that sparkle party. They want to go see all the adorable stuff that you have on the website. Give them the lowdown. So you can visit us online at shopsassyjones.com and we're all over social media is Sassy Jones Boutique. And be sure every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Okay, now it's going to be on Instagram and Facebook. Yes, girl. Yes, 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 yes. Get that extra push. Why not? So at 8 p.m. on social media, both Instagram and Facebook, (laughs) come to the Sparkle Party. It's where we'll teach you how to style the white jeans with the statement necklace or how to wear the scarf or what that handbag will look great with, right? And that way you have the confidence to pull this stuff off. Thanks for sharing all the the knowledge and inspiring them. They don't even know how inspired they're going to be until they go follow you. And then they're going to be like, oh, I get it. I understand why Rachel's obsessed. (laughs) So thank you so much. Thank you so much, Rachel. It was a pleasure.